you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. And I invite you to join with me in the introit. You have to use your hymn book, the Spiral Bound, Spiral Bound, More Voices, number 13. Oh, let the power fall on me, my Lord. to worship from home and in the sanctuary. We gather to be together, to feel the love and strength of community, to feel the power of God's spirit drawing us together and leading us in wisdom. As a community, we also gather in the midst of grief. We have witnessed a fire that has left many people homeless in our community. We have seen businesses lost or shut down. We are grieving together today. On Thursday and Friday, our church was um, entrusted with a very important ministry, our ministry of space, as we opened our doors to be an emergency response shelter for for over 70 people who came in that day. Um, eight people needed to stay overnight and they were housed in our CE hall. We had over 30 volunteers and staff from different social service agencies working out of here, including people from Victim Services, people from Light on Main Street and O'Share helped provide food out of our kitchen court services and counselors and paramedics and a nurse practitioner were all here. The Salvation Army set up a, their clothing downstairs so that people who had just what they had on them could get some new clothes, clothes that didn't smell of smoke. Pet supplies were set up, care was provided. Today I, we're in the season of Easter and the season of Easter, the color of the season Easter is white. It's the color of Christ, of, of celebration. But I chose to wear red. And there's a reason for that. That's what ministers think of. They think of things like this. But red is the color of Pentecost. It's the color of the Holy Spirit. 
And as I was here on Friday, or Thursday, as things were getting organized and we were trying to figure everything out and trying to coordinate everything, there was the Holy Spirit there leading us in wisdom, connecting us, guiding us, reminding us that we are all one big family and that when one hurts, we all hurt and the love we share is what's important. We hold in prayer all who are affected by this week's devastation and pray that this God's spirit may lead us in wisdom and justice and love that we may find long-term care for all people. If you look at your announcement sheet, there's some announcements on there. There is a change to our Staying Safe at Grace plan. Um, this was approved by the board on Wednesday night, and um, it'll be corrected in our bulletin in the future. We are no longer checking for proof of vaccination, but masks continue to be required, and we um, strongly encourage those who are um, part of the vulnerable population for many different reasons, including um, health conditions, um, care of loved ones, vaccination status, that we encourage people to wear N95 masks, and we, as part of that, we are providing N95 masks for anyone who comes into worship who would like one. Please note that um, on May 28th, Gertie is going to be leading us in another um, painting session, the Poor Painting Fundraiser. Um, from two to four in the CE Hall, it's $25 for, which includes all the materials, and the proceeds will help um, with our general fund. Um, to register, you can call Gertie. Her information is in the um, announcement sheet or the church office. And next Sunday, we invite you to stay after worship as our children's ukulele ensemble um, shares a spring concert with us, a mini five-minute concert as we listen to the joy of music and community that they offer. Please mark your calendar that on June 5th, there will be a congregational meeting here in the sanctuary after worship. Please make an effort to be here for that. Um, we will be voting on our community of faith profile and position description, which are important steps in our search for a new minister when I leave at the end of June. We are also looking for people to serve on the search committee. Um, after our profiles are approved, um, well, beginning really soon, we will be starting a look, a search, and we need some volunteers to serve on that. If you are interested, if you are able to do that, please contact George. Um, George's not here today, is he? So you have to email George. If you are really interested and, and are worried that you'll forget to tell George, um, see me after and I'll write down your name. And please remember our trunk sale. June is coming up quickly. And um, it'll be nice to gather once again for our trunk sale to, to sell possessions, to share in community together. So thank you to our stewardship committee for organizing that. There'll be a baking and plants and um, 
You can bring crafts, there'll be a craft table, and of course, keep your treasures. Sign-up sheets now are posted on the kitchen door. And that's for volunteers for different things or for tables? For everything, it's for everything. So go by the kitchen doors on your way out and sign up. I think that's all the announcements. Anyone else have anything that I've missed? No? Then as we gather in worship, we remember that we are gathered on the traditional territories of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabe people. We are gathered in the traditional lands of Saguin, Ojibwe Nation, and the Chippewas of Nawash, unceded First Nations. We are all part people of the treaties. We are part of Treaty 45 and a half. And we pray that as our country, as we wrestle with what has happened in the past, the discrimination and abuse that continues, that we may all work towards healing and right relationships, and that God may lead us in that holy and important work. Friends, let us join in singing what is often a traditional ascension hymn, crown him with many crowns, voices united to 11.
And I did forget one announcement, another change to our COVID safety plan, an exciting one as well. We are inviting people from the choir or who'd like to be kind of part of a makeshift choir. You are welcome to sing from the front of the church now. Um, so just gather before the service, or you can come up now if you really want. But um, wearing a mask because it's distanced will be optional. You'll have to discuss it between yourselves and with Yuki. But um, we are welcoming choir members to sit at the front again. So if you would like to do that, just come up anytime. We also have our musical instruments out for anyone who would like to use those at any point as well. And friends, let us join together in our call to worship and our opening prayer. We will follow your lead, O God. The choice of paths is before us, but you mark out the faithful one for us. We will follow your lead, O God. You show us the compassionate way and give us good companions for the journey. We will follow your lead, O God. In moments of celebration, in testing days, you are there for us. We will follow your lead, O God. For in Jesus Christ, you have shown us what it means to sing on And let us pray. Holy God, our source and our guide, on this day full of holy mystery, draw us together, open us to your presence, and inspire us for your in the discipleship. Bless our worship, our community, and our lives. Amen. And we'll do the time for young and young at heart all, all together today. It's been a while since I talked about the funny clothes that I get to wear every Sunday. And I like my funny clothes that I get to wear every Sunday. I don't think it's so funny, um, but it's different. It's different than when a lot of people come to church on Sunday. There's my alb, which is my white gown. My stole, a sign of worship leadership that I wear every week that matches the different colors of the church season. And then something I wear a lot is my clergy collar. And it's nothing hugely mysterious. It's just a piece of plastic, a folded down collar. I remember a couple times where I pulled this out and people go, what? Because you may not have seen it before. It's just plastic and a piece of collar. On Thursday when I got the message that our church was um, going to be a response center. Um, I quickly shaved, grabbed a, um, energy, uh, a, a bar to eat in the car, and, and put on my clergy shirt because this simple shirt that's just a little piece of plastic and a funny collar, the origins of this shirt is that it was a sign of simplicity, faith, and care. Simplicity, faith, and care. Now, it's a symbol that's been abused with time, too, but at its core, it is to be a, a symbol of simplicity, faith, and care for ministers and student ministers. And, but I put it on Thursday because I wanted people to know that they weren't alone, that 
I was here if they needed me to talk to or they needed directions around the church. Now, we don't all get to wear different outfits like this to church. Some of us have our clothing that we wear to church. Some people like to have special clothing, some simple clothing. But how are ways that we can show in our lives, in visible and tangible and embodied ways, simplicity, faith, and most all, care? How can we show care to our community right now? This is the interactive part of the children's time. <laughs> hugs, I heard hugs. Yeah, I saw lots of hugs going on. Yep. Donating, we've got Salvation Army is providing clothing and food. United Way has a fund set up and the ReStore is taking furniture and large household items. Yep. Handing out food, yep. Um, when I walked downtown on Thursday, someone had set up a table with pizza and snacks for the firefighters and for the business owners downtown. It was a sign, a visible sign of love. Reserving judgment, judgment yep. We've seen that the people most affected on Thursday were the people who are often most marginalized in our community. How do we care for them and not add to further discrimination and marginalization of people? Yeah. That's a question we can sit with all, all week, all of our lives. As, as disciples of Christ, how do we live out our faith and our care for one another? And we pray that God may ever lead us in being a visible presence of God's great love to those around us, to the whole world. And let us hear the stories of our faith as we hear, um, well, as we hear a story of our faith, let's hear how God is working in the world as we hear our stories of our faith and our scripture reading for today. Good morning. Nutrition program in Somalia helps save lives. Somalia is going through its worst drought in 40 years. Hodan has three children. Her husband works as a charcoal burner and is the family breadwinner. He works hard, but the three to five dollars he makes each day just isn't enough. Eight months ago, the family had a farm, but all their livestock died during a devastating drought, and they had no choice but to leave their home and try to find help. In Somalia, one in seven children die before the age of five. Therapeutic feeding centers dot the country, but they are overwhelmed. The country is going through its worst drought in 40 years, and more than half a million farmers and herders have lost their crops and animals. Humanitarian agencies say they have less than 3% of the money they need to help. That's why for the last three years, in partnership with Development and Peace Caritas Canada, and Canadian Food Grains Bank, your generosity through mission and service has been supporting a nutrition program in the Gato re region of Somalia. There, families receive nutrition education, 
supplements, and treatment for malnutrition in healthcare facilities. Hodan's son, Soyeb, was badly malnourished when she brought him to the health facility for care. She had already tried everything she could on her own, and he wasn't getting better. For just over a month, Soyeb received treatment, and in the end, he got better. I never imagined my child would recover, she said. I am very happy to see my child's health improve. I will continue to give him his therapeutic food regularly. Even though there's enough food to feed everyone on the planet, conflict, climate change, disasters, and unjust systems that strip people of the resources means that each of us has to be strongly committed to achieve the goal of a world without hunger. Please continue to provide immediate support and advocate for long-term solutions. Together, we can build a better world. Scripture today is from Luke 24, verses 44 to 53, New Revised Standard Version, Updated Edition. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany. And lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple blessing God. And from Acts 1, verses 1 to 11. In the first book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself alive to them by many convincing proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up 
from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven.
the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? May the words of my mouth and may the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed, inspired, and led by God. It was, um, like I said, it was, it was strange coming in today into this church. I got here a little earlier and, and walked through, and what a different place it is today. Um, quiet, everything put away. Um, very different from a church full on um, Friday when I was here, Friday morning when I was here. Our community is heartbroken today. Our community is heartbroken this week, and it will be heartbroken for a while still to come. Thursday's fire in downtown has left Hanover in a lot of pain, suffering, and a lot of people in great need. The 50-some residents of the building, plus those who live in the neighboring apartments, have now become homeless, or they've become displaced. People lost everything they had, taking only what they could carry as they quickly, very quickly left their home. A number of businesses are gone, and with it, the sense of not only employment, but of friendship and connection and belonging and meaning that came in those places. People are hurting and grieving the loss of home and treasured possessions and employment and pets, community and more. As a community of faith, we have gathered in the midst of great pain and tremendous need. They have long traveled with Jesus they watched as he proclaimed that God's dominion was alive in this world, was at hand. Now, the term at hand is a way of saying that God's dominion, God's holy dream and promise for this world is here in part, and it's coming, it's unfolding, it's being made known at hand. The Spirit of God is upon me because God has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to preach liberty to the captives, to let the oppressed go free, to preach the year of God's favor. Jesus shared these words as he began his ministry. Jesus lifted up hope to the people when he declared, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the dominion of God Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Now the disciples stand with the resurrected Jesus and they feel the pulsing of God's holy dominion flowing through them once again. The resurrection has shown them that not even the most cruel aspects of humanity, the most horrific of violence and injustice, not even the cross itself can silence God's dominion from being made known. 
The disciples stand with Jesus and with resurrection's hope, they ask a powerful question, a question filled with longing. When? When will the promised dominion of God that is symbolized in the restoration of the kingdom of Israel, when will the dominion of God, the way of peace and love and justice be made known in full, come to life in full? When will the captives be freed? When will the hungry be fed? When will the swords be turned into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks and the time of peace and justice be made known? When will the barriers between people be removed? When will there be no more mourning and the fullness of life will be shared by all? When? Because the truth is that even though they are feeling, they are filled with the promise of resurrection, the disciples still see the suffering and injustice and longing all around them. For the community from which the Gospel of Luke and the Book of Acts emerged, the question is even more powerful. It's written a while later. After the revolt against Roman occupation and oppression failed, failed miserably. Freedom was not known. People continued to suffer and, and suffered even worse. Most devastating of all, the temple, the heart of people's faith and the symbolic seat of God's presence in this world. It's in ruins when the gospel and acts which were written by the same person or community was written. When? When will the promise of God's dominion be fully realized, fully lived out in this world? Friends, we know a lot of these questions. They've come crashing into our lives this week. When will suffering end? As a community, we have experienced a traumatic event with Thursday's fire. There is a lot of pain and suffering and loss and anger and fear and grief and so much more. There is grieving and searching for answers. We are also seeing those who are victims of this fire, being further victimized as discriminatory comments and speculations are made on the streets or on the line and speculations are made and the residents of the former Forum Hotel are pushed further to the side after they've already suffered so much. There is great truth to what St. Paul wrote many, many years ago. When one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. That's because we're all, each and every person, each and every part of creation we are all part of the body of Christ. We are one together. Some of us are aching with personal loss right now. Others are aching because the love and connection we share with one another as friends, family, neighbors, and humans I mean we feel deeply the pain. We gather with the questions as powerful as ever. When? 
When, O oh God, will your promise come true? The ascension gives us a powerful image, a visual image of why we can no longer encounter Christ as the disciples did once long ago, why we can no longer touch his wounded hands and experience his earthly presence. Incarnation places Jesus into our physical world and ascension places Christ back into the mystery of God, into a place that encompasses and is beyond all time and space. When? That is the last question the disciples get to ask Jesus in the story from Acts. Jesus responds to the disciples and the writer of Luke Acts tells us that the time of God's dominion being fulfilled is not knowable. And that's frightening because we long for the time when there will be no more suffering, no more injustice, no more marginalization, no more aching in this world. And instead of answering when, Jesus tells the disciples that God's spirit will come upon them and the ministry that he lived and the love and grace of God that he embodied will continue. It will continue through them, through all people. God is entrusting and equipping the disciples to continue Christ's ministry as they proclaim in their words and in their action that God's dominion is being made known. Encouraged and equipped by the Spirit, the disciples' ministry begins. God's Spirit is at work. It's at work in us. And we are entrusted and we are equipped to continue Christ's ministry and to live God's promise right here and right now and to see how that promise and that presence is lived out in all those around us. God's holy love story continues. The promise of the dominion of God at hand is alive. And God entrusts and equips us through the Spirit to be part of this holy story and sacred ministry. By the time I arrived at the church on Thursday morning at 7, our building had already been transformed. The doors near our CE hall were open. And Sally and Paul and Sandra were here helping the paramedics and other agencies transform this space into an emergency response shelter. Food was quickly being prepared in the kitchen and coffee was being served. Tables and chairs were set up in the hall. Counselors were talking with people. Neighbors were comforting each other. And as the day went on, various rooms of the church were open to the so that the Salvation Army, and Victim Services, and Court Services, and Canadian Mental Health could serve people. The friendship room became a quiet room for people to rest, people who in the middle of the night had to leave and lose everything. The CE Hall was a place to come inside and eat, charge cell phones, talk with counselors or paramedics. Light on Main Street and O'Share were in the kitchen ensuring that food and drinks were served. Pet supplies and pet food arrived. Food came through the doors, clothing and more. Sally, our 
seniors ministry leader, sat at a table by the door. And then anytime people came in, she wrote down their names on a volunteer sheet and on a check-in sheet. And throughout the day, people came to the church or they phoned to make sure that their loved ones were accounted for. That's the ministry we were providing Thursday and Friday. At lunchtime on Thursday, I walked down on the main street and was talking with the police chief. He expressed his gratitude for our church opening up its building. He also said something very important. He told me that when he was directing people here, they knew our church. They knew Grace United as a safe place, as a welcoming place, as a supportive place. The relationships we have formed over the years through our ministry of space, as we've opened our doors for Light on Main Street, the care group and to house other social service agencies here over the years, has meant that we are seen as a safe, welcoming and supportive place. That relationship we have formed over the years through our ministry of space meant that in the midst of trauma and fear and loss and anger and searching, we were able to be a comforting and safe presence to more than 70 people who came into this church to seek sanctuary and to find support on Thursday and Friday. Eight people who had nowhere else to go slept on air mattresses in our, in our CE hall. Service agencies were able to gather in one place, a trusted place, to offer care. We often, as people, think about charity, about those of us who have giving to those in need, and there's a place for that. But what is more powerful than charity? What Christ calls us to is relationship. We are called to the mutual giving and receiving of care, comfort, support, respect, friendship, standing up for one another. Relationship is the vessel in which God's love comes fully alive. Relationship is the sacred ground on which the dominion of God finds its foundation. While this does not replace the trauma, the grief, and the loss, because those cannot be minimized. Acts of love and care, especially when built in and lived out in relationship, do provide healing and hope in the midst of it all. In that sacred relationship, Christ's presence is made known. On Thursday, as I watched the lead paramedic and police sergeant helping organize the emergency shelter here, as I watched the social service agency's staff sitting in the hallway outside of the office and at various meetings, sitting on the floor with their computers or on their cell phones to organize and coordinate needs, as I watched neighbors consoling each other and people both reaching out for help and offering care, as I walked down and saw Jen and Janice and Sue from Fabulous Fashion supporting one another, as I saw tired firefighters working away and pizza and snacks set up on Main Street to offer comfort and support, 
I thought about how in the midst of the chaos and devastation of the fire and in the aching aftermath, God's Spirit was leading us all in the giving and receiving of care. The dominion of God was being made known. Like the disciples, Christ takes our questions of when and transforms it into holy ministry as the Spirit moves in us and through us, drawing us together in the sacred bonds of relationship and leads us to proclaiming in our words and in our action that God's dominion is being made known. The question of when becomes the question of how. How will we live the love and compassion of God? Friends, let us walk, let us journey in the path of the disciples and let us feel God's Spirit connecting us to each other and connecting all together so we may all continue to be part of the amazing things that God is doing right here and right now. Amen and thanks be to God. And I invite you to join with me in singing Draw the Circle Wide, More Voices 145.
share our gifts, our gifts of time, talent, love, food, relationship, and money. We ask God to bless these gifts and all the gifts that are pouring out in our community. One of the things is that the gifts offered to this church do help, do help in the people of this community, or this worship community, and the people of the wider community. The gifts of time, talent, and money that are shared with this congregation helped us on Thursday to be a place of love and care to the wider community. We had two staff, myself and Sally, here all day on Thursday, providing care, and the volunteers from this church providing care. Our gifts really do share God's love in real and tangible way each and every day. So let us sing, oh, let's bring our gifts forward, asking God to bless them, And let us pray together. Oh God, this is the offering of our time, talent, and treasure. May these gifts be used with wisdom and with justice in this church and throughout the world. Amen. Remember the power of prayer, the power of God connecting us in love and action. Let us share our prayers now. Holy God, your spirit leads us into the discipleship of Christ as we offer love and care and holy relationship with one another and as we give and receive. We thank you for this moment to gather together, to feel your spirit connecting us wherever we may be in this time, in the sanctuary and in homes, that we may be community together. We thank you for the blessings that find us this day. Help us, O oh God, to remain ever mindful of the rich blessings and help us to see ways in which we can share love and which way in the ways in which your love flows through others. We pray, O oh God, for all who are affected by Thursday's fire. We pray for all who lost their homes, their possessions and pets. We play, pray for those who are now at the PNH Center offering care, we pray for first responders, staff at social service agencies, the staff at PH Center, for volunteers. We pray for the people of Salvation Army, United Way, and the Restore as they co collect donations to help with needs. We pray for Jen. Janice, Sue, their family and friends from fabulous fashions. We pray for all who lost their businesses. We pray for our downtown businesses as they are affected by this fire. 
We pray for all who are re-traumatized by this fire as it stirs up old wounds and experiences. We pray for the people of Ukraine, of Afghanistan and Syria, and all places affected by war and violence. We pray for the people of Buffalo after the recent murder of black citizens there. We pray for your guidance that racial discrimination and discrimination of all kinds may come to an end, that we may all work to dismantle the systems of oppression and live out your vision of community, relationship, love, justice, and peace. We pray for the people of Somalia and all who are affected by natural disasters, for the work of the Canadian Food Grains Bank and other mission and service partners. Oh God, we offer up these prayers and all the prayers we name before you in the silence of our hearts. O oh God, as our community grieves, help us all to come together in love and care. Lead us that the compassion that has been poured out now may lead to long-term care, compassion, and structures in our community that all may feel loved, that all may receive what they need, that all may find safe housing, that all may know they are cared for. We pour out these prayers, joining them with the prayers of all creation, trusting in your great love and open to the ways in which we can share that love as we pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And let us sing together, Go to the World, Voices United, 420.
And friends, as we leave this time of worship and continue the worship of our lives and the ministry of Christ that we are entrusted with, may we go into our community, into our lives, into this world, and may we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet. And may everyone we meet see the face of Christ in us. Let us go to live God's love, live God's peace, and know that the Spirit always leads us. Amen. Thanks be to God.